hard rain and slow trains. Stick around for the next hour of Bob Dylan and his fellow travelers. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain. Broadcasting to you from KEPW 97.3 FM, PeaceWorks Community Radio in Eugene, Oregon, and streaming online at KEPW.org. The Monterey International Jazz Festival, the New Orleans Jazz Festival, Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Festival, Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, Willie Nelson's Fourth of July Picnic, Monterey Pop, Woodstock, Isle of Wight, Live Aid, Lilith Fair, Coachella. So many festivals. We even have our own folk festival a mile and a half up the river since 1971, the Willamette Valley Folk Festival. Well, let's see here. I guess they call it the Willamette Valley Music Fest today. So many of these music festivals, and the idea of the music festival, can be traced back to the Newport Jazz Festival, which began in 1954. And it then gave birth to the Newport Folk Festival in 1959, both being the product of the industry and love for music of George Ween and others. But one thing can be said for certain concerning the origin of the Newport Jazz and Newport Folk Festival, and all those festivals that were to come after. They never would have existed if it were not for Guthrie. Elaine Guthrie. Ladies and gentlemen, I am greatly privileged now to bring to the stage Bob Dylan. I would like to say that he has his finger on the pulse of our generation. Bob Dylan. One time ago, a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking in World War III. I went to the doctor the very next day to see what kind of words he had to say. He said it was a bad dream. Well, I got up and I walked around, up and down the lonesome town, just wondering which way to go? I lit a cigarette on a parking meter and walked on down the road. It was a normal day. Well, I rung me a fallout shelter bell and I leaned my head and I give a big yell. Give me a string bean, I'm a hungry man. A shotgun fired and away I ran. I don't blame him much though, he didn't know me. Well, down the corner by the hot dog stand, I seen another man. I said, howdy, friend, I guess it's just us two. He screamed, and down the road he flew. Thought I was a communist. And I remember seeing some newspaper ads, so I turned on McConnell Rad. But it did not pay the Con Ed bill, so the radio didn't work so well. I turned on my record player. It was Fabian singing, tell your ma, tell your pa, our loves are gonna grow, ooh-wah, ooh-wah.
Yeah, spot me a Cadillac window uptown I seen me a car with nobody around I got into the driver's seat And I drove down 42nd Street In my Cadillac Good car to drive after a war Well, that time I was feeling kind of lonesome and blue I needed somebody to talk to So I called up the operator at time Just to hear a voice of some kind When you hear the beep, it'll be three o'clock She said that for over an hour and I hung up Well, the doctor interrupted me just about then He said Hey, I've been having the same old dream, but mine's a little different, you see. I dreamt the only person left after the war was me. I didn't see you around. More time passed, and now it seems everybody's having them dreams. Everybody sees the self. Walking around with nobody else Well, all the people can be half right some of the time Some of the people can be all right part of the time But all the people can't be all right all of the time Abraham Lincoln said that I let you be in my dream if I can be in yours I said that Bob Dylan on the main stage of Freebody Park at the Newport Folk Festival, the evening of July 26, 1963. Years earlier, the Newport Jazz Festival originated when Lewis and Elaine Lorillard, born Elaine Guthrie, collaborated with George Ween to put together a festival in the Lorillard's native Newport. I went to see John Hammond, who was a music critic in New York, and he said, well, I'll give you a list of names of people to help you do it. And one of them was George Wien. A young musician, entrepreneur, and jazz club owner from Boston, George Wien had a knack for organizing concerts that helped make the Newport Jazz Festival a success from the very beginning. It's nice to be here at the casino after all these years. We started here in 1954. People said that we think we were going to have uh, uh, as many years of success as we did. Well, I said we called it the first annual festival, so we must have thought something when we came up with the plan. But we never dreamed was that there would be so many festivals throughout the entire world. The great pleasure in my life that I've derived from this is the fact that I think we have created a world influence. We are visiting Newport, Rhode Island in 1963 tonight on Hard Rain and Slow Trains. Bob Dylan and fellow travelers. And what great fellow travelers we have to share with you tonight. Along with some other locations and sounds as we take a highway of diamonds back 60 years to Bob Dylan's July of 1963, which was a month of considerable traveling for the 22-year-old lad. If I met Bob Dylan, I would thank him for making me famous. The Newport Folk Festival took place the weekend of July 26th, 27th, and 28th. Before that, Theodore Bickell flew Bob Dylan down to Greenwood, Mississippi, site of the murder and grave of Robert Johnson, which I visited in 1995. A voter registration rally was taking place there, and it became the place where Dylan debuted, only a pawn in their game. 
Well, look like we're about ready to get started again. We want to get a lot done before the sun goes down. So I want to introduce to you another man, another man who's come a long way. In fact, he came all the way from California just to be here with us today. A young fellow named Bobby Dillon. I might point out that Bobby is a very experienced songwriter. In fact, there were some sheets around here with one of his songs on it, a song he wrote called Blowing in the Wind. I think I'm correct. Blowing in the Wind. If we have those sheets around here, it'd be a good idea to get them out. A song called Blowing in the Wind. And, well, he's, he's written numerous other songs. He also plays guitar and I don't know what else, and he sings, too. So let's welcome Bobby Dillon. I just want to sing one song uh, because uh, I haven't slept for two nights and I'm a little shaky. But uh, this is this is about uh, Medgar Evers. Same. But the poor white man's used in the hands of them 
from the bullet he caught They'll lower him down as a king But when the shadowy sun Sits on the one that's fired the gun You'll see by his grave On the stone that remains Bob Dylan at a voter registration rally in Greenwood, Mississippi on July 6th. 1963. That was his first performance of the song, and you can hear how it starts a little shaky. As Dylan said, he hadn't slept for two days. A clip of that performance appeared in both Don't Look Back and No Direction Home. I'll have more to say about that song in a bit. Dylan also performed Blowin' in the Wind, and joined in a sing-along with everybody, including Theodore Bickell and Pete Seeger. Here they are. They haven't got any Negro problem there. There's no Negroes there.
you know, I think so far we've come a long way. What do you think? All right. All right. First time in years. That's right. Well, you know, I think uh, no matter how many people we get together, no matter what we do, things just don't seem to turn out right unless we always start with We Shall Overcome. So I think we should stop right here and sing We Shall Overcome before we go another step further. Let's everybody stand and join hands and sing We Shall Overcome. Everybody. Your dogs ain't hurting you, Mom. baby. Let's get up. Yeah, baby. Oh, we shall overcome. We shall
Voter Registration Rally in Greenwood, Mississippi on Saturday, July 6th. Only a Pawn in Their Game was one of two songs that Dylan performed at the Hotel Americana in San Juan, Puerto Rico, site of the 1963 Columbia Sales Convention. Dylan, who traveled down to Puerto Rico with Susie Rotolo and her sister Carla, also performed with God on Our Side. During his performance, half the Columbia reps, mostly those from the southern states, walked out of the room. Dylan and Rotolo, who were booked in the hotel as Mr. and Mrs. Dylan, spent their time avoiding the suits and trying to hang out at the pool, feeling underdressed and in the wrong crowd. Columbia Records, for its part, had not yet figured out how to market Dylan. They had a hit on their hands with Peter, Paul, and Mary's version of Blown in the Wind, but sales of the newly released The Freewheeling Bob Dylan were just beginning to take off. After returning from San Juan, Dylan took a trip back to Minneapolis, where he spent time with his buddy Tony Glover. Paul Nelson, co-editor of the Little Sandy Review, which was critical of the freewheeling Bob Dylan, especially of Dylan's turn to topical songwriting, showed up at a party, and they had an interesting exchange, with Dylan making the case for the value of his most recent songs in between performances. Only a few of the recordings are in general circulation, and the tape is in exceedingly poor quality. I mean, this is what a clip of Dylan performing Eternal Circle sounds like. Clinton Halen quotes at length from Dylan and Nelson's exchange in The Double Life of Bob Dylan. Here is Dylan to Paul Nelson. All I'm asking you to do is travel around without the sense of rules. You're living by rules. Don't take yourself or your magazine too seriously. Do something with that magazine. Get those rules and them chains and get them out of there. It ain't going to help a soul putting down Harry Belafonte. He's too far gone. Leave him to himself. Nelson felt like Dylan won the argument that night. But in less than a year, Dylan would be much closer to Nelson's position. This is Dylan at the peak of his activism. Uncharacteristically, he declared, and that's what I want. I want people to get off their ass, whether it takes guns to do it, to have a gun in their hand for the betterment of themselves. But then, characteristically, he pulled back. But hey, I'm young, man. I believe that way right now. Dylan's most activist period just so happened to coincide with the 1963 Newport Folk Festival. There he sang a particularly rousing version of Only a Pawn in Their Game on the first night, which you will hear in Who Did It Better later. Dylan was all over the three-page program for the 63 Newport Folk Festival. One whole page was taken up with a Columbia ad featuring photographs of Dylan and Pete Seeger, along with photos of their albums. The second page of the program was taken up with a poem for Dave Glover that Dylan had been writing to Tony Glover before his return to Minneapolis and that he gave to the organizing committee for the folk festival when they asked if he had anything for the program. The poem reads like part of his conversation with Paul Nelson, who might be one of the cross-legged corner sitters to whom he refers. 
I don't worry no more about the cross-legged corner sitters who try and make rules for the ones traveling in the middle of the room. I'm singing and writing what's on my own mind now, what's in my own head, and what's in my own heart. I'm singing for me and a million other me's that have been forced together by the same feeling. Not by no kind of side, not by no kind of category. People frustrated and corked and bottled up. People on no special form or field, age limit or class. I can't sing Red Apple Juice no more. I gotta sing Masters of War. I can't sing Little Maggie with a clear head. I gotta sing Seven Curses instead. I can't sing John Henry. I gotta sing Hollis Brown. I can't sing John Johanna because it's his story and his people's story. I gotta sing with God on my side because it's my story and my people's. I can't sing The Girl I Left Behind because I know what it's like to do it. I gotta sing Boots of Spanish Leather because I know what's like to live it. But don't get me wrong now. Don't think I go way out of my way not to sing no folk songs. That ain't it at all. The folk songs showed me the way. They showed me that songs can say something human. From Bob Dylan's For Dave Glover, printed in the program to the 1963 Newport Folk Festival. After Dylan's July 26th, Friday evening five-song set, he led a group consisting of the Freedom Singers, Joan Baez, Pete Seeger, and Peter, Paul, and Mary in Blowing in the Wind. Then Theodore Bickell joined them all for We Shall Overcome. I want to introduce uh, some people all going to sing a song for you. Where's Pete? Pete Seeger. And the Freedom Singers who were on before the Freedom Singers. It's Joan Baez and Peter, Paul, and Mary. We're going to sing Blown in the Wind. Yes, 
Thank you, Bob Dylan, the Freedom Singers, Joan Baez, Peter, Paul, and Mary. There will be singing through the night in the town of Newport. And that is how the first evening of the 1963 Newport Folk Festival ended. There was no 1961 or 1962 Newport Folk Festival. The first festival was in 1959, which included Bob Gibson introducing an 18-year-old Joan Baez. At the Newport Folk Festival, excellent novelist and dinner companion Tom Piazza writes, traditional ballads and songs preserved a sense of continuity with the past. Topical songs advanced a critique of the present with a vision of the future. Individual performers, no matter how talented, were subordinated to the tradition and to the larger project of social change. The festival came together when George Ween asked Albert Grossman, Odetta's manager and future manager of Dylan and Peter, Paul, and Mary, to collaborate with him on producing a folk festival in Newport to capitalize on the surge in popularity of folk music. Ween and Grossman solicited the help of musicians Pete Seeger, Theodore Bickell, and Oscar Brand to also assist producing the festival. Here is Theodore Bacall interviewed at the 1963 Folk Festival. Well, it was a, a tremendous undertaking, and I must say, now it's safe to say it, where there was fear and trepidation, even when, as we went into the festival, into the first day of the festival, and not in terms of whether we, are we going to get the audience to attend, are we going to get a box office or money, that uh, is a secondary uh, consideration. But this essentially, you must remember, this is a committee of seven performers who themselves have undertaken to organize. Now, we're not organizers. Uh, of the seven of us, I suppose only two of us perhaps have a, a, uh, an orderly bent in our minds so that we can begin to function on that level. But now that uh, we're almost concluding it, Today, I can tell you, it's, it's been a most exciting and exhilarating experience because the people came and they attended the workshops. We have essentially uh, wiped out the star system. You see, the audience may have come because of Peter, Paul and Mary or Pete Seeger or Joan Baez or myself, but they stayed to listen to the Georgia Sea Island singers. We have given and are still handing the youth of today a world without hope, a world where the threat of annihilation hangs over their heads. We are, even in this country, faced with strife, militant strife, in fact, where we, de we are denying, and I say we, I mean the society we live in denies certain portions of the population their rights. The only recourse we have, and we are not violent people, the only recourse we have is to song. Look at Bobby Dylan, a disturbed youth. He's 21 years old. He is an old man in his mind. He effectually, in his poetry, says to us, you have robbed me of my youth. You know, in, in another age, perhaps, I would be hopping and skipping about and having a good time, but I can't because all these things bug me, is what he says. And that's what his poetry says, and that's what his music says. Of the 1963 trip to Newport, Rhode Island, together, Susie Rotolo wrote, we had flown from New York to Providence, Rhode Island, with Albert Grossman and Peter, Paul, and Mary. From Providence, we flew to Newport. I went off with Mary to a hair salon to get our hair washed and fussed over. There were gatherings in the various hotel rooms, and musicians sang and played music together informally. Joan Baez came to Newport with the person she was involved with, who, like me, was not a musician, so the two of us hung out together at some of those jam sessions. 
There was a mix of musicians at the folk festival that year. People in the music business, managers, record company executives, and scouts were also in attendance. The sense of business hovering, the sound of money, mixed with the prospect of record deals and fame, was exciting for the up-and-coming folk musicians hoping for a break. Bobby took his bullwhip with him to the Newport Folk Festival and cracked it for hours backstage or around the pool, cigarette dangling from his mouth, kicking up dust. He got real good at it. During the day, we spent a lot of time at the pool. Bob liked using the diving board in addition to thwacking the bullwhip. Mule Skinner sometimes had to crack a whip. Bill Monroe and his bluegrass boys were at Newport and also performed the evening of Friday, July 26th and opened their set with Mule Skinner Blues. Thank you, Senator Pell. Thank you. And howdy, folks. It's really a pleasure to be here with you on the Folk Festival. And before I get my part of the show started, I'd like to introduce all the Bluegrass boys. And starting with over on the right-hand side, Bessie Lee from North Carolina. And the next in line here with the little fiddle from the state of Kentucky uh, is uh, Billy, Billy Baker. And over on the left-hand side here with the guitar from North Carolina is Dale uh, McCurry. And with a five-string banjo from the state of Massachusetts is Brad Keith. Let's give them all a nice hand. Come on. And I'd like to start with the first number that I ever used on the Grand Ole Opry there in Nashville, Tennessee. The number that's done a lot for the Bluegrass Boys called the Mule Skinner Blues. Mule Skinner Blues. Water boy, won't you bring that water around? 
don't like your job Set your water bucket down Thank you, friends. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the Mule Skinner Blues. Right here now, it's banjo picking time, the old five string, and we're going to call on the boy from Boston, Massachusetts, one of the champion old time banjo pickers throughout the country. I don't think there's a man in the country that can touch this boy when he comes to playing a five string banjo. He's doing a number that he recorded a few months back called The Devil's Dream. Dream. <laughs> that kind of five-string banjo picking and to think that he come from Boston over there you wouldn't hardly think that you thought all the old-time banjo pickers come from down south. Bill Monroe with his bluegrass boys including at the time Del McCurry on guitar and Bill Keith who Bill Monroe called Brad because there could be no other Bill in the group on banjo that was Devil's Dream featuring Keith's banjo and before that Mule Skinner Blues. That same night, the night that ended with the group sing-along of Blowin' in the Wind and We Shall Overcome, Doc Watson joined Bill Monroe for a set of songs. One of my favorite albums is Smithsonian's Bill Monroe and Doc Watson Live Duet Recordings, 1963-1980, to which does not include any of their Newport duets. From Newport 63, Bill Monroe and Doc Watson. Doc, you've done some wonderful singing there, and I enjoyed singing with you. I would like to do a number that's the first number that I ever recorded recorded in my life back in 1935 that Brother Charlie must have sang. 
And Tyler, what did you give in exchange for your soul? Risking your soul for the things that you Oh, if today God called you
Bill Monroe and Doc Watson from their Friday, July 26th evening set at the 1963 Newport Folk Festival. The next morning, between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. at the gazebo that qualified as Porch Number 1 at the Newport Folk Festival was a ballads workshop. There, Dylan performed two songs while Doc Watson sat next to him, head bowed down. I've often wondered what he was thinking as he heard Dylan's ballads. Here's the debut of North Country Blues and Bob Dylan and Joan Baez singing With God on Our Side. This is a song about uh, iron ore mines and uh, iron ore town. Come and gather round, friends, and I'll tell you a tale of where the red iron ore pits run a plenty. But the cardboard filled windows and old men on the benches Tell you now that the whole town is empty In the north, in the town, my own children have grown But I was raised on the other In the wee hours of youth, my mother took sick and I was brought up by my brother Oh, the iron ore poured as the years passed the door They drag lines and shovels, they was a-humming Till one day my brother failed to come home The same as my father before him With a long winter's wait from the window I watched My friends, they couldn't have been kinder And my schooling was cut as I quit in the spring To marry John Thomas, a minor The years passed again and the giving was good With the lunch buckets filled every season but with three babies born, the work was cut down To a half a day shift with no reason Then the shaft was soon shut, and more work was cut And the fire in the alley fell frozen Till a man come to speak, and he said in one week That number eleven was closing They say in the east they are paying too high They say that your ore ain't worth digging That it's much cheaper down in the South American towns Where the miners work almost for nothing So the mining gates locked and the red iron rotted And the room smelled heavy from drinking and the sad silent song made the hour twice as long as I waited for the sun to go sinking. I lived by the window as he talked to himself. 
This silence of tongues it was building Till one morning's week They'd bet it was bad And I was left alone with three children The summer's gone The ground's turned cold The stars one by one are folding My children will go as soon as they grow For there ain't nothing here now to hold them Okay, it's, um, you all have nice toasted uh, skins by now. You all look nice and brown. Because nobody wants you to get a bad case of sunburn. I want Bob Dylan to come up now and finish up. sung a song here a while ago, uh, which I heard Liam Clancy sing about two years ago. And and I was listening to her sing it, and uh, I thought that I never, uh, I thought I, I wrote this song called With God on Your Side. And uh, it must have somewhere stayed in the back of my mind hearing Liam Clancy singing the Patriot game. Uh, but uh, this is a ballad of sorts. Uh, it tells a story if you <laughs> if you like stories. <laughs>
Dillon in the Ballads Workshop at the 1963 Newport Folk Festival, singing With God on Our Side with Joan Baez, and before that, North Country Blues. During Dillon's first set on Friday night, there were 13,000 people in the audience. His performances at the workshops were attended by a maximum of 500 people. Most people were later introduced to the music of the 1963 Newport Folk Festival in Murray Lerner's 1967 film, Festival, which collects performances from the four years between 1963 and 1966. Here's a brief clip from the film with a stunning performance of Codine by Buffy St. Marie, who just announced her retirement from touring due to stress on her body just last week on August 3rd. Folk music doesn't tend to uh, hand me up any uh, tin pen alley drivel. Uh, it, it's it gives me a lot more than than uh, than the popular music of our own time does. Uh, I don't like to feel like I'm being conned. I like to hear about uh, the way things really are. It's real, and it's real one more time. Well, when I was a young girl, I learned not to give Oh, whiskey head from it I often did swear My mother and father Said whiskey's a curse But the fate of their baby Was many times worse And it's real and it's real one more time And my belly is craving I got her shaking in my head I feel like I'm dying And I wish I was dead If I live till tomorrow That'll be a long time And it's real one more time. Buffy St. Marie with Codine. And here are three songs from the Freedom Singers, released in 1963 on the LP Topical Songs at the Newport Folk Festival, 
Dog, 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 my dog, I love your dog, and your dog, I love my dog, and my dog, I love your dog, and your dog, I love my dog, and my dog, I love your dog. I'm talking about a black dog, I'm talking about a white dog, I'm talking about a cone dog, I'm talking about a rabbit dog, all them dogs, all them dogs, I love your dog, all them dogs. easy for a person living up in safety to sing about freedom, but uh, to really know how to sing those songs, maybe you'd have to face the dogs, face the hoses and the water, and go to jail, as these four young people have gone to jail not once or twice, but some of them as many as a dozen or two dozen times during the past two years in trying to make our country a more democratic country. Here they are, the freedom singers from Albany, Georgia. Now I'm tired of segregation and now I want my equal rights. Well, respect and education. Well, not total integration. Now that's why I'm fighting for my rights. Well, I'm fighting for my rights. Yes, I'm fighting for my rights. Yes, I'm fighting for my rights. 
Now myself that I had the windows of the air It couldn't come through And I felt so hot and stuffy at the head I didn't know what to do I was still I was fighting for my rights No, I was fighting for my rights I was fighting for my rights I was fighting for my rights Now my mom, was she told me and now I own a dying bed. Now if my son don't get his freedom, I had rather see him dead. That's why I'm fighting for my rights. Oh, I'm fighting for my rights. Yes, I'm fighting for my rights. Yes, I'm fighting for my rights. The Freedom Singers with Fighting for My Rights. Before that, I love your dog. I love my dog. And before that, get on board, little children. The Freedom Singers are Rutha Mae Harris, the soprano, Bernice Johnson Reagan, the alto, her husband Cordell Reagan, the tenor, and Charles Neblett, the bass. All across the telegraph, his name it did resound. With 20 pounds of headlines. Welcome back to 20 Pounds of Headlines, your news from July of 1963 in the world of Bob Dylan. A bullet from the back of a bush took In the July issue of Broadside, pages four and five include the music and lyrics to Dylan's Who Killed Davy Moore, with the humorous note appended before the music. Tune slightly screwed up by Pete Seeger. Pete Seeger goes on, I think this is one of Bob's best songs. He sings it in kind of a hoarse chant. Hardly more than two notes of the scale, one high and one low, like in the first two lines. I found myself unable to do it this way, though, and had to weaken and use two more notes. (laughs) I hope people will be able to hear him singing it on an LP soon. Meanwhile, though, it would be worthwhile trying to figure out a way to do it yourself. These notes give hardly more than a hint of what you might use for melody or chords. The first page of the issue featured the musics and lyrics to Turn Around Miss Liberty by Len Chandler, and page two featured the music and lyrics to Phil Oakes's Ballad of Medgar Evers. The notes section included information from a recent article by Robert Shelton in the New York Times that records that Peter Paul and Mary's Blowin' in the Wind was the fastest-selling single in Warner Brothers Records history, moving 320,000 copies in eight business days. The issue remarks that this is the peak season for folk festivals, which, unlike the movies, are getting better and better. And bigger. Next on the schedule is the renewed Newport Folk Festival. July 6th, Dylan was in Greenwood, Mississippi, performing at the voter registration rally. After that, he went to the Columbia Record Convention in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Then it was back to Minnesota, where he hung out with Tony Glover in Minneapolis. The tape that Glover made includes Dylan performing 17 songs, all but a couple of which were Dylan songs. This tape includes the only known recording of Dylan's Liverpool Gal. At some point in the summer, he played harmonica on Ramblin' Jack Elliott's version of Will the Circle Be Unbroken, recorded in New York City with Eric Darling on banjo and Bill Lee on bass. Lee, who just passed away this past May on Dylan's birthday, would go on to play on Bringing It All Back Home a year and a half later. Dylan flew to Newport to appear at the Folk Festival. 
He performed a five-song set, and he led two sing-alongs on the main stage Friday, the night of July 26th. On the morning of Saturday, July 27th, he plays two songs in a ballads workshop at Porch Number no. 1, with Clarence Ashley, Doc Boggs, and Doc Watson also participating. The afternoon of Sunday the 28th, he performed three songs at Porch Number no. 2 as part of a topical songs and songwriters workshop led by Pete Seeger. The evening of Sunday, July 28th, Joan Baez brought Dylan out during her set, and the two duetted on With God on Our Side to an adoring audience. Dylan joined an ensemble of 11 to conclude the festival with This Land is Your Land, which Dylan would make the concluding song of the Rolling Thunder Review 12 years later. Two days after Newport, Dylan appeared on Channel 5, WNEW, in New York, where he performed Blowing in the Wind and playing in the background only a pawn in their game, rounding out a busy month where it can be said he broke through. Now, celebrity would be a new trip that he would alternatingly embrace, sidestep, sneak around, and exploit for the next six decades. As Dylan told Bob Fass about his first trip to Newport, suddenly I just can't walk around without a disguise. I used to walk around and go wherever I wanted, but now it's gotten very weird. People follow me into the men's room just so they can see they saw me pee. Like a complete unknown. A Complete Unknown, the new film about Bob Dylan to be directed by James Mangold and starring Timothy Chalamet, was set to begin filming on Monday, August 7th, but the Screen Actors Guild strike has delayed the already delayed film some more. There's lots of speculation and rumor about an upcoming Bob Dylan United States fall tour announcement, but nothing has been announced so far. And that's the news 60 years ago and today in the diamond-strewn world of Bob Dylan. Number one on Billboard's Top 40 for the weeks ending July 6th and the 13th in 1963, here is the vocal group made up of a bunch of U.S. Marines, the Essex, with easier said than done. My friends all tell me, go to him, run to him, say sweet lovely things to him and tell him. In my heart, I know it, but it's so hard to show it Cause it's easier, easier said than done My buddies tell me, fly to him, side to him Tell him I would die for him and tell him He's the one Although he gives me a feeling that sets my heart a reeling Yet it's easier, easier said than done Time that I look him in the eye 
The Essex with Easier Said Than Done. If you turned on your radio in July of 1963, you're likely to hear that. Dylan performed two songs in the Newport Folk Festival's Sunday Afternoon Topical Songs and Songwriters Workshop, led by Pete Seeger. Who Killed Davy Moore, which was featured in that July's Broadside magazine, and Ye Playboys and Playgirls, which features Pete Seeger joining Dylan on vocals. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not I, said the referee. Don't point your finger at me. I could have stopped it in the eighth and kept him from his deadly fate. But the crowd would have booed, I'm sure, at not getting their money's worth. It's too bad he had to go, but there was pressure on me, too, you know. It wasn't me that made him fall. You can't blame me at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why? What's the reason for? Not us, said the angry crowd, whose voices filled the arena loud. It's too bad he died that night, but we'd just like to see a fight. We'd just like to see some sweat. There ain't nothing wrong in that. It wasn't us that made him fall. You can't blame us at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why? And what's the reason for? Not me, said his manager, puffing on a big cigar. It's hard to say, it's hard to tell I always thought that he was well It's too bad for his wife and kids He's dead, but if he was sick He should have said It wasn't me that made him fall You can't blame me at all Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, said the gambling man with his ticket stub still in his hand. It wasn't me that knocked him down. My hands never touched him none. I didn't commit no sin. Anyway, I put money on him to win. You can't blame me at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, says the boxing writer, pounding print in his old typewriter, saying, Boxing ain't to blame, there's just as much danger in a football game. That fist fighting is here to stay, it's just the old American way. You can't blame me at all, it wasn't me that made him fall. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, 
Said the man whose fists laid him low in a cloud of mist Who come here from Cuba's door Where boxing ain't allowed no more Don't say murder, don't say kill It was destiny, it was God's will Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger with Ye Playboys and Playgirls, and before that, Dylan with Who Killed Davy Moore. Ye Playboys and Playgirls was the lead-off track to Vanguard's 1963 album, Newport Broadside, 
Topical Songs at the Newport Folk Festival, 1963. That is the only official release of that Dylan song. In Joan Baez's Sunday evening set at Newport on July 28th, she brought Dylan out for a duet on With God on Our Side, which they had just done the previous morning during the ballads workshop. The audience before them on the main stage on Sunday night, though, included thousands of people.
fight now We got weapons of the chemical dust If fire them with force too Then fire them we must One push up the button And a shot the world to everyone who supports Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan, and fellow travelers, either by writing a review on Apple Podcasts, supporting the show through Patreon.com, or sharing the show with others. 
If you support the show at Patreon.com at the $10 a month level, you'll get access to playlists for each of the episodes. 197 and counting. I'm going on a vacation for a few weeks for the rest of August, but Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan and fellow travelers will be back in September. Two days after Newport, Dylan recorded that version of Blowin' in the Wind that you just heard, and only a pawn in the game, for WNEW in New York City for a program that would air in August titled Songs of Freedom. It's time once again for Who Did It Better? This is your chance to vote for whose version of the Song of the Week you think is better. Somebody just asked me if I'm registered to roll. Go to our Twitter page at Rain Train and vote for who did it better. Honey, just allow me one more chance to get along with you. Honey, just Last time on Who Did It Better, we asked you to tell us who did Honey, Just Allow Me One More Chance Better. Bob Dylan on the Freewheeling Bob Dylan, recorded in July of 1962 and released in May of 1963. Or Earl Scruggs and his son Randy in 1970 from the album Final Fling, One Last Time Just for Kicks. I've been looking all over for a girl like you. I can't find nobody, so you'll have to do this. Just a one kind favor I ask you. You love me just one more chance. And with 78% of the votes, you told us that Bob Dylan did it better. Well, no surprise. Bob Dylan almost always wins these polls. But not many of you voted. Did you not have time to listen to the episode? Be sure to vote this week. This week, we're going to ask you who did only a pawn in the game better. Bob Dylan in his breakout performance from his evening performance on the main stage of the Newport Folk Festival in Freebody Park on Friday, July 26th, 1963, or Stephen Patrick Morrissey from his 2019 album, California Sun. That's S-O-N. The song was perfect for the Newport Folk Festival. It portrays a bigger picture than merely the bigoted killing of Medgar Evers eschewing the us-versus-them, battle-lines-are-drawn experience of the battle for civil rights, it instead condemns the system that preys upon white poverty by making it into a fertile ground for bigotry and violence. It telescopes the situation, 
The effect is mind-opening. Maria Mulder wrote to Dylan in the 1990s about her first time hearing only a pawn in their game. I distinctly remember my mind bursting open and a whole new world of consciousness coming over me. The song had much the same effect on me when I was a teenager. It's usually not collected in the various greatest hits and essential collections of his songs, but its effect on most who've heard it has been lasting. Listen to these two versions of Only a Pawn in Their Game. Again, I'm going against my preference and asking you to vote between live and studio versions of the songs. Then go to our Twitter page at Rain Trains to tell us who did it better. This is called Only a Pawn in Their Game. A bullet from the back of a bush Took Medgar Evers' blood A finger fired the trigger to his name A handle hit out in the dark A hand set the spark Two eyes took the aim Behind a man's brain but he can't be blamed He's only a pawn in that game The South politician preaches to the poor white man You got more than the blacks don't complain you're better than them You've been born with white skin They explain And the Negro's name Is used, it is plain For the politician's gain As he rises to fame And the poor white remains On the caboose of the train So it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in that game The deputy sheriffs, the soldiers, the governors get paid And the marshals and cops get the same But the poor white man's used in the hands of them all like a tool He's taught in his school From the start by the rule That the laws are with him to protect his white skin to keep up his heat So he never thinks straight About the shape that he's in So it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in that game From the poverty shacks He looks from the cracks to the tracks And the hoofbeats pound in his brain and he's taught how to walk in a pack Shoot in the back with his fist in a clinch To hang and to lynch To hide neath a hood To kill with no pain Like a dog on a chain He ain't got no name But it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in their game Today Medgar Evers was buried from the bullet he caught They lowered him down as a king 
But when the shadowy sun sets on the one that fired the gun, you'll see by his grave on the stone that remains carved next to his name, his epitaph plain. Only a pawn in that game. A bullet from the back of the bush took Mega Ever's blood. A finger fired the trigger to his name. A handle hit out in the dark. A hand set the spark behind a man's brain. But he can't be blamed. He's only a pawn in the game. A South politician preaches to the poor white man. You've got more than the blacks don't complain. You're better than them. You've been born with white skin. They explain, and the Negro's name is used. It is plain for the politician's game as he rises to fame, and the poor white remains on the caboose of the train. But it ain't him to blame. He's only a pawn in the game. The deputy sheriffs, the soldiers, the governors get paid, and the marshals and cops get the same. But the poor white man's used in the hands of them all like a tool. He's taught in his school. From the start, by the rule that the laws are with him to protect his white skin, to keep up his hate, so he never thinks straight about the shape that he's in. But it ain't him to blame. He's only a pawn in the game.
Now go to our Twitter page to vote and tell us who did only a pawn in their game better, Bob Dylan or Morrissey. Wow, wasn't that Dylan performance of only a pawn in their game at Newport powerful? What a moment. Robert Shelton wrote, Dylan went to the Newport Folk Festival of July 26th to the 28th, 1963, an underground conversation piece, and left a star. If there's a single moment when the transformation took place, you just heard it in that performance. Clinton Halen reveals how Dylan acquired the fundamental attitude and perspective captured in the song from future Medal of Freedom recipient and executive director of the NAACP, Roy Wilkins, whose eulogy for Medgar Evers was quoted in a June 16th editorial in the New York Times that Dylan read. In his eulogy, Wilkins said that, quote, in all wars, the men who do the shooting are trained and indoctrinated and keyed to action by men and by forces which prod them to act. The Southern political system put him behind that rifle. The lily-white Southern governments, local and state, the senators, governors, state legislators, mayors, judges, sheriffs, chiefs of police, commissioners. Unquote. The desire to see more than two sides, that two-sided thinking was from an earlier generation, is expressed in For Dave Glover in the Newport Festival program, where Dylan wrote, When there was a strike, there's only two kind of views and two kinds of tales to tell the news, through the union's eyes or through the boss's eyes. And you could stand on a line and look at your friends and stand on that same line and see your foes. It was that easy. Which side are you on ain't phony words, and they ain't from a phony song. And that was Woody's day, man. Two sides. I don't know what happened, because I wasn't around, but somewhere along the line of that used to be day, things got messed up. More kinds of sides coming into the story. Folks, I guess, started switching sides and making up their own sides. There gotta be so many sides that no eyes could see the eyes facing them. There gotta be so many sides that all of them started looking like each other. I don't pretend to know what happened, man. But somehow all sides lost their purpose and folks forgot about other folks. In Only a Pawn in Their Game, Dylan tries to remember the other folks. He adopts the perspective of Roy Wilkins's eulogy, even at times using a few of the same words Wilkins used. But he elevates the language. He expresses the perspective in irresistible rhymes that rouse the listener to outrage. After the eight-line first verse that sets the stage of the murder, the verses grow longer and dense with rhymes. The second verse is 11 lines and features 10 consecutive end rhymes with the same long A sound. The third verse is 12 lines long. The fourth verse is also 12 lines long. The rhymes and images cascade over the listener in a way that Dylan would perfect later in Subterranean Homesick Blues, It's Alright Mom Only Bleeding, and Like a Rolling Stone. The writing is cinematic. The murderer is deconstructed into pieces and body parts, a finger, a hand, two eyes. The lines function like clips of film spliced together, the trigger, a handle, the spark, a bullet. Dylan yells his version rhythmically, emphasizing the rhyme and arriving at he's only a pawn in their game like a punctuation mark. Morrissey's version, on the other hand, contains a bass and drum that sound like a war march, but his singing is melodical. The accordion break creates suspension. Morrissey doesn't have to yell his version. He shifts between more notes than Dylan. When he hits lower notes, he's bringing you down so that you feel the helplessness of what it means to stare down into the grave as Medgar Evers' body is lowered into it. 
Stay tuned to KEPW for Deadish, searching for the sound which follows Hard Rain and Slow Trains. Jeff will be playing Grateful Dead and related music, and his show is always a celebration of music. Part time capsule to the past, part revelation of recent concert performances. Back in the summer of 1963, Dylan recorded harmonica on Ramblin' Jack Elliott's Vanguard recording of Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which featured Eric Darling on banjo and future Dylan collaborator Bill Lee on bass. In the album's credits, next to the Shel Silverstein penned liner notes on the album's back cover, Dylan is credited as Tedham Porterhouse in order to avoid a legal wrangle with Columbia Records. The song was released on the 1964 Vanguard album Jack Elliott. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day When I saw that hers come rolling for to take my mother away Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by There's a better We will go out tonight with my favorite fellow traveler, Mississippi John Hurt. It was 1963 when Tom Hoskins went down to Avalon, Mississippi, found John Hurt, and invited him up north to record and perform. Having just recorded his album Folk Songs and Blues, his first series of recordings since 1928, Hurt appeared in the July 27th Saturday Afternoon Blues Workshop, co-hosted by Eric Darling, who you just heard playing banjo with Ramblin' Jack. Also participating in that workshop, running from 2 to 3 p.m. at Newport's Porch No. 1, were John Lee Hooker, Brownie McGee and Sonny Terry, John Hammond Jr., and Dave Onrock. What a lineup! 
You know, John Hurt passed before I was born, but I did get to see Dave Von Rock play Tom Paxton's Did You Hear John Hurt? And I was almost, but not quite, as close to Von Rock as Von Rock was to John Hurt when he played Casey Jones on the 12-string. The stage lights might have dimmed the following evening of July 28th, but the music of the 1963 Newport Folk Festival plays on. Especially here, on Hard Rain and Slow Trains, Bob Dylan and fellow travelers, where tonight we took you back 60 years on a highway of diamonds to July of 1963. John Hurt. Thank you. 